to this special edition live podcast of Veckans Affärs Holbergspodd held here at the Swedish American Executive Women's Conference. My name is Jessica Sederberg-Woodmar and I've worked with sustainability and communication for the last 25 years. This podcast is all about business crucial sustainability work and it's including economy, social and environmental issues. And with me here today I have no other than Ingrid Karotzi. You are a a founder and the creative director of Tin Can Studios. You are named the top florist in New York just recently. And today you launch a book that's named Brooklyn Flowers. And you started only three years ago working with flowers, but you have a very sustainable way to work with flowers. Mm -hmm. Can you please tell us and welcome here and please tell us more about your... Thank you. I'm really honored to be on your podcast. Um, And this topic is very, very special to me as well. Um, I started out in a way where I actually used to work in the events industry and did see a lot of waste going on in the industry, even before I was working with flowers. And you would see a lot of arrangements going straight in the garbage can. We would do big events at the Waldorf Astoria, the Pierre Hotel. And even then, just it wasn't a huge reaction, but I realized that there was something very sad about that. Um, and a few years later, um, I, my then ex-boss, Renee Landholm, uh, contacted me and asked me to do some flower arrangement for a farm-to-fork um, event at the Mandarin Oriental. And she asked me to do flowers. And it was, you know, also there was a sustainable aspect to it. At the time, I was uh, working with a company called Recycled Brooklyn, and they make uh, furniture out of salvaged wood. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and she called me, and I was saying, told her, why are you even asking me? I don't know anything about flowers. Because you're a graphic designer exactly. from, from the beginning. Yes, I went to Parsons, the new school for design. So I am a graphic designer, so I have an art background. And I had worked with her in the past, and she said, well... I know that you're good with concepts. I understand. I think you have a great eye, and I think you would be good at this. I'm like, well, okay, let's do it because I love a challenge. And uh, and at the time, as I said, I was working with Recycle Brooklyn, and I figured, farm to fork, I'll build some crates and you know shove some artichoke and crown dill and stuff that's like si- sort because of sweet. Because you mixed both yes. flowers and vegetables and also weeds, if yes. I understand correctly. I go out and pluck a lot of weeds around my studio. It's a very industrial neighborhood, so nobody cares, luckily. I grew up in Sweden, uh, or I lived here a, a large portion of my life, where you actually can go out in the woods <laughs> and pick stuff. And, and so I guess I had that kind of... Um, mentality, uh, someone called me a grown-up Pippi Longstocking and sort of that thing, they call her a sockletter, someone that just looks around for stuff. Yes. And I have that in me uh, somehow because I, I don't like when things go to waste. But back to your question, I made these arrangements and it just immediately felt right. Just as a, It was a very immediate feeling. Um, and the whole point with the arrangements, the, the concept with the crate was like a very... Um, for me, very strong thing to use a vessel that was recycled. And then I also brought everything back after the event because I couldn't see these flowers going into the trash bin. So I started redistributing um, and the And you flowers. do that when you arrange weddings and when you do yes. seminars and, and all of these. You, you do that as a thing all the time. And yep. That's not usual but you, no. because usually they just get thrown away. But you redistribute them to people both at the venues and also in your neighborhood, yeah. if I understand Yeah, we have various correctly. ways. Whatever we can do 
to redistribute the flowers, we will. And it, it does require a lot a long conversation that takes longer than a usual just sale because you have to explain and it's going to be different from case to case. So the client, I want the client to have a say, but I do explain that we try to reuse and some people don't really get it. And they're like, well, they're my flowers. Shouldn't I just take them? Well, you don't normally take them all. You might take a few, but there's no way you can take 25 arrangements. No. But if you want me to do something with them. And so with weddings, we actually take them apart, make mini bouquets and hand out as favors at the end. And that's very well received. Yes. Um, people are very happy for a few blooms in their hand. That way we use, that's one way. The other ways I redistribute to local businesses. And that's one, in a way, uh, has been a way for me to grow my business because it's a, it's a calling card. You know, I show up somewhere, knock on the door and ask if they want some flowers. And it's very... It's, I mean, it never happens. Nobody's going to say no. No. Um, so that's how I've met, you know, I, I told you about Baked, who is a bakery that does a lot of work with Martha Stewart, and they do a lot of wedding cakes, and basically they send all of their wedding clients to me now. So, yeah. yeah. So it's a good way to make connections with people. But yeah. I have to ask you, what do you see as business-crucial sustainability work? Because you have so many dimensions of, of, of being a florist. Yes. I mean, when can when I if I understand the question correctly is it's how do I make uh, make a business work while also being sustainable? Exactly. Is that correct? Yes. Well, you see it is part of my business model and that's how I I mean, I use that. I don't speak about um being an eco-friendly florist at all because I think it's a paradox in a way while at the same time with flowers um, you know, it's not something that's going to last forever, but it's something you um that does bring a lot of joy to people. So with that said, it's still in a way a wasteful, in, it is still a wasteful act. So um, with that said, uh, what was I going to say? Sorry. No, it's no problem. But I see also when I, when I read about your work and when I look at your book and, and hear about all the things that you do, that you think that the things that you can do that is sustainable like all the all the, the vases and pots and uh, cradles yes. and and also kind of different flowers and, and mm -hmm. sticks and and as you said weeds yes. and stuff that's sustainable and and the flowers are freshly picked you pick them yourself at, at the florists if yeah, I understand. I go and hand pick because I want to see because for me color is very important also uh -huh. so yeah and I do always try to use local flowers whenever possible because exactly. for me flowers that have been on an airplane for days they're not the prettiest so it really is actually in a way it's just an instinctual thing that happens but they are the most beautiful uh -huh. and there are lots of local farmers that make the my favorite like flowers of their a, lo a local uh, flower farmer and we are developing relationships with a lot of growers and they are actually going to start a Brooklyn route and the the conversation is very interesting among there are a lot of um, up-and-coming Brooklyn florists and there are so many different ideas because there's a lot of creative Bro people in Brooklyn. And so we're talking about composting systems. Saipua, one of the largest floors, most famous floors um, from Brooklyn, has just started uh, a service where she helps. Um, she has a farm upstate New York and she'll take our people's uh, scrap 
flowers, the stuff that actually does go in the garbage because there's obviously going to be some waste and composting it. Okay. And so that's one new thing we just started with a couple weeks mm -hmm. ago. Um, because in the US, I'm not sure if you're aware, but like composting hasn't been a big deal, hasn't been a big thing. We, and that's very different from Sweden because in Sweden, I remember when I moved to Sweden in the early 80s, there were like five different boxes for all the different things. When I moved to New York, there are, I think, two. Now there's three. And the fourth composting just started, and it's very rare. In so, the whole of New York. So yes. that, that's a quite big so difference. So composting is one big thing. Local, buying local as much as possible is, is, you know, just a natural thing. But if there's a local flower over, uh, you know, one that's from, the, like, another country, I'll always pick the local flower. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing with the vases is a big deal that I do recycle and upcycle a lot of them. So everything I can... And I think some of my 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 uh, employees are kind of it's frustrating because there's so much stuff in my studio. But I even another thing in Brooklyn is that people put a lot of stuff out in the street, um, furniture and and things, and you pick up whatever you want. Okay. Um, and that was something when I first moved from the city to Brooklyn was very like I, it was just so exciting because there would be like amazing things that people put up that they don't don't need anymore. Okay. And to me, those are the things with the most character. Old things that have a scratch or, you know, a little bit. My style is somewhat more rustic and I do love vintage and antique. But also, I have half, whenever people come and visit me, I'm like, I found that chair on the street. I found that thing I, on the, you know, um, next to a, you know. So it's just like re... You live your brand and it's, it's just, something that I you can't have. help it. No, exactly. It's just in my, I don't know, it's something, it feels like it's in my blood. But if I see something beautiful on the street, I can't just walk past it. No. And in Brooklyn, there are people with a with, uh, substantial amount of money. It's, you know, um, turning into a very... A neighborhood. Yeah. Neighborhood. And so you, you know, one day I was walking a few years ago with my daughter to her daycare and she was sitting in, in her um, stroller and I saw Ray Eames chair and I was like, oh no, I can't take it because I can't, you know, when I come back, it's going to be gone. But there's, so there's, so it's a really nice, there's a really nice spirit about it because you know that someone's going to take that. Yes. You don't need any more instead of throwing it in the garbage. It's, it's a good yeah. sustainability and, yeah. and also rework uh, yeah. business. I want to ask you also what trend do you see within sustainability right now because you you are mostly in the usa right now you're here in sweden yeah. but i see huge like i said before i see huge differences be between the us and sweden and i find it quite sad because again they don't really put a lot of effort into recycling the same way way we do here but i will with that said it has changed it's starting to gradually change and like with the composting and things like that and then Um, organic food is a huge deal. Um, Whole Foods is a really big store now. Um, and I think I worked actually again with Brooklyn based companies. I did uh, help one company um, with branding called Susty Party and it's all like compostable plates, compostable. We designed, I designed compostable cups for them. But it's funny because when I started, They sold these compostable things, but the packaging was all plastic. Ah. And so I had to step in and be like, look, you have to think holistically. You can't just have, no. you know, it's just like, so, but it's like, we're, we're, they're actually starting to learn more and more. Okay. But I, I mean, I don't mean to, but there is, there. I feel like in general, the U.S. is typically behind a little bit um, in most things, even technology and things like that. And I do think they're picking up a lot of that. I uh, worked with the Brooklyn Flea um, was a big Uh, started five, six years. It's a years flea market. A flea market mm -hmm. that lots of visitors. I mean, you can barely even walk in anymore. 
But that's another thing, actually, where people are usually like selling and we, so you, I think longevity and using things for a longer period of time is also a big trend. Like, not isn't it also that you look for something that's unique? Everything is mass produced. You exactly. want something that's unique to, to make your home or your garden or, or your event something else than all the other things that you've seen before. Exactly. Some things with character. And like I said, I go dig up, there's a landfill in the Rockaways where they've been throwing, um, garbage but you know a lot of bottles and things like that for over a hundred years and I go there and dig with my daughter it's called digging um you know and you dig up bottles and mm -hmm. those are my favorite absolute favorite vessels that I use a lot with wedding clients there's like beautiful amber bottles beautiful clear bottles and the the look also you can see that this is an old bottle that's something you can't buy at the flower district no but, and know. also glass takes I think it's one million years yep, because it, it compo decomposed mm -hmm. into in in the nature so it's something that really is very strong and 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 stays on for a long time yeah. so it's very good that you dig it up <laughs> I also want to ask you you're a great inspirer and your book is all about inspiration and you you give very inspirational inspirational uh, settings where you show how to arrange flowers who gives you inspiration within sustainability or what well the other like I mentioned before other Brooklyn uh, entrepreneurs there's a lot of creative people in my neighborhood Red Hook has a lot of artists and um, different artisans and creatives and I do look a lot at those other entrepreneurs um, um, other companies that are small and growing and that are around me would be like Recycled Brooklyn that I mentioned before they started out building tables because they found a, a, an old door in a container and they needed a desk and they really actually couldn't afford to buy a desk and they didn't want to go to Ikea, I'm sorry, Sweden, and uh, Ingvar Kamprad, who I've met and loved, but, um, you know, they didn't want to go to Ikea. They want something that la lasts a long, long time. And so they took floor joists and built these very strong tables that will probably you can keep for hundreds of years. And that's something I looked at a lot um, and see. And, and, you know, as much as flowers can't last forever, I try to make them last as long as possible. So I put a lot of effort into making the flowers last and the containers that are strong and, and things like that. So that's one of my inspirations, actually. And a good memory lives forever. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I want to end uh, this um, special edition with giving you the possibility to take a card uh, out Fun. of this um, and uh, please read whatever is on it okay. and, and reflect freely. Uh, what does it say, Ingrid? Okay, go to an extreme, move back to a more comfortable place. How do you reflect <laughs> around that? That's The first one is me, always. Okay, you always go to the extreme. Yes, uh, yes. too much maybe sometimes. So uh, I should probably do more of the number two. Um, to move back. Well, uh, the thing is, I always like challenges. I think I'm a bit of a thrill seeker, so I think that's gonna never going to be possible, <laughs> unfortunately. But, yeah, I would say more the go-to and extreme is really has always been my thing, and I love challenges, and this is kind of how I ended up here. And also, it is extreme to tell people, um, no, you shouldn't throw this, you know, if it, that's something they've been doing for, for many, many years in a place like Manhattan, talking to a person spending you know, $30,000 on flowers with a big budget that's used to being doing things a certain way. And, um, you know, I think that's one of my strongest um, traits is that I, I'm pretty uh, gutsy. And so to tell someone like that, don't let's do it differently is is pretty much in this case, maybe going to a bit of an extreme.
Thank you very much, Ingrid Karozzi, for being here. You're the founder and the creative director of Tin Can Stories, and your book is just out, and it's Brooklyn Flowers, and it's really inspiring to meet you. So thank you very much for attending Veckans Affairs Holbreds Pod in this special edition. Thank you so much. <laughs>